Welcome to episode number 41 of the Peaceful Power Podcast. And today I sit down with Andrea Kawano for an interview. Sapphire training helps the on-the-go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace, and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. So a little bit about Andrea. We actually met through some online groups that we're both part of, and we are actually both going to an event next spring, so we're super excited to meet up in person. We discovered after we're, after the show we were talking. So a little bit about her. So Andrea is um, from Brazil, and her family actually relocated to Japan. Now, in that move, she um, had kind of a life and culture shock in which she developed an eating disorder, which she battled for over 20 years. Um, so she's going to talk to us a little bit more about that eating disorder and how she battled it. And after that, she really got into bodybuilding and powerlifting, and that really helped save her, along with her husband, who is a, a U.S. Marine, um, and they met over in Japan, and they moved back to the U.S., and he really has helped her um, with her you know, recovery and getting set into her bodybuilding and um, figure competitions. So she was awesome to talk to. She's a holistic um, nutrition consultant as well. So as well as a health coach, she's also a yogi, we found out. So she's just tons of fun. Um, this was her first podcast interview. So she did awesome. And I cannot wait for you guys to learn a little bit more about Andrea. Hi, I'm so excited today. We are on the Peaceful Power podcast with another Andrea, and she is um, going to tell us a little bit more about herself and how she um, now leads a fit lifestyle. So Andrea, tell us a little more about yourself. Hi, Andrea. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm from Brazil, and uh, well, I, I have a you know, a very strong passion about uh, nutrition and uh, a health lifestyle. And that started when I was very young because um, I saw my dad uh, suffering for diabetes type 2 since, you know, since I was little. And uh, that for me was, it's a kind, was kind of a, um, I would say like an eye opener at a young age, mm -hmm. how to take care, you know, um, take care about our nutrition and ourselves. So, um, yeah. And, uh, so I'm half Japanese as well. So at, at age of 15, 16, my parents decided to move back to Japan. And for me, that transition was very difficult because, um, I had to, you know, live in my country, my friends, and that start. Um, so when uh, I moved back, uh, when we moved to Japan, um, with that transition, I start, I start developing a lot of um, issues, especially like uh, depression and. Uh, and that ended up developing an eating disorder um, because of my depression. Um, and um, so I was battling with that for about, for the past 20 years. Not until three years ago when I finally um, started doing a lot of self-development um, and uh, spiritual development that's when um, I start my my recovery journey. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit how, how is living in Brazil and Japan um, harmful to your fitness lifestyle? So how was that transition for you? 
Oh, that transition was very difficult, um, especially because at that young age, you know, when you're a teenager mm. and you have all your friends, um, it's like moving high schools, right? Yeah. Um, you always have that um, anxiety and new things. Uh, so for me in Japan, it was completely different because I didn't know the language, even though my uh, my dad... He, my dad passed away last year, so, um, and uh, even though he was a Japanese, we didn't, I didn't learn Japanese until we moved to Japan. Mm -hmm. So for me, everything was new, new language, you know, new country, uh, I didn't know nobody, uh, the food, um, their culture was completely different um, and in Brazil I used to be very active you know in high school I used to play sport and I was very very happy um, over there and then when we moved to Japan to Japan everything like it was completely different I have to start all over again so um, that triggered a lot of my anxieties and uh, to couple with that, I found food as a comfort. Mm. Um, Did you find that Japan just wasn't as active in general, or you just hadn't met the right people to kind of live that active lifestyle in Japan? Yeah, yeah, I didn't met uh, the right people, mm. actually, uh, to still keep in with that lifestyle. Um, especially, you know, in Japan, the people were very... Um, work orientated mm -hmm. and uh, they are super busy so like their lifestyle is it's like living in new york you know mm -hmm. it's a go 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 so um i really didn't have time to play any sports or anything um i found um a job in there and they start working right away so for me it was i didn't really have time the only thing i could Cooper with myself, it was really, really food. That was uh, when I was bored, I was eating, you know, or, um, yeah. Oh, so is that kind of the start of kind of your anxiety and depression and then eating disorders all kind of came about from moving that move to Japan then? Yes, that was like a, the, like the highest point. Yes. Mm -hmm for me definitely that that change i think most people does too you know when you're moving somewhere just uh, to different areas no matter where you go um and uh, uh you ended up um find something that is gonna release all the anxiety and for me was food mm -hmm. for sure that's yeah no that sounds extremely tough especially as you know if you were in it your teenage years they're already impressionable and then trying to go to that new culture um i'm you know how did you find ways to kind of battle going through all of what you were going through with the eating disorders and anxiety um i was definitely um i was trying i tried so many things um i tried to you know uh to go to um therapists i tried my mom even uh, she, you know, she took she took me to doctors uh, to see if they could help me. Um, in the beginning, it was just gaining weight. I was just binge eating, mm -hmm. so I was gaining, 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 and she was very worried about it. 
So she took me to the doctors, and then they put on my first diet. Mm. Um, and how old were you? I was actually that was right before we moved. Uh, I was 15. Oh wow! Yes, that was my first diet, and um, after that, um, you know, I could. Of course, you know, it was just one of those cookie cutters diets mm -hmm. where you just lose the weight and then you don't know what to do anymore <laughs> after you lose the weight. So, um, and then, um, like I said, I went to doctors, uh, therapists, um, but nobody could help me mm -hmm. um, because the problem wasn't about the food itself was something like inside of my heart you know mm -hmm. I have to actually to heal mm -hmm. um, and then um, in 2005 I met my my husband and uh, actually he was the one kind of start helping me how to love myself hmm. and how did he do that just through conversation with you yes he he's my rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of conversations. He's always by my side. Um, he understood my problem. He he was with me through single battle, through every single battle. You know, he tried to help me so many ways. Uh, but talking and listening to me, I think listening mm -hmm. to me was the most helpful thing. You know, totally. you, we wants to be listened. Um, I guess. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I think that's how a lot of people are. They just need someone to kind of lean on or talk to. So I love that he was kind of that person for you and, you know, helped you recover from it. So I know from recovering from it, then you kind of jumped into um, almost a complete opposite end of things and you started competing in bodybuilding. So how did you kind of get interested in bodybuilding? And uh, actually, um, so anyways, I was going to the gym, and I still suffering from, from you know from my my eating disorder. And uh, one of my my friends, she's like, she was a competitor. She's like, have you ever thought? Because you always hear every day, you know, uh, working so hard. Have you ever thought in doing a, a bodybuilding competition? I was like. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, and then I was like, sure, you know, why not? So I actually, to be honest with you, I thought that would help me okay. to recover. Because if you, I don't know if you know a lot about eating disorders, but people who have eating disorders, they are very controlled. Mm -hmm. So we like to control everything surround us and um the body like a when you are doing a bodybuilding competition it's you have to control your food you have it's it's a little obsessive yeah you know but could be harmful but could be helpful in my case it was very helpful because i started i, I started controlling the way i was eating so um I have a schedule to eat, and that's kind of a helped me to control my anxiety about uh, surround food because I knew, like, okay, I will have my next meal, and then I can have this, you know. 
Um, in the beginning, it was very difficult, but uh, as I started learning a little bit more how food uh, impacts our bodies and how food can uh, is so important and uh, you know um, delivers so much like a nutrients for to heal our bodies. That's how I start my uh, my recovery. Actually, um, was through the bodybuilding. Yes, was with the bodybuilding in the training itself. You know the discipline. You have to be every day there and. Uh, work uh, so hard to build a physique that you will um, show on stage. Oh. So tell us a little bit, I'm not familiar with bodybuilding or the training needed to do a show. So what is what is the training like? Like how many hours are you spending at the gym? How many days a week? Okay, uh, that's all depends in, uh, to person to uh, person to person, I guess. Okay. Um, in my case, because I'm, I'm a power lifter as well, so for me, my training is between, I mix bodybuilding and powerlifting. Um, I usually spend uh, two, two hours in the gym. I know it's kind of a long for most people. <laughs> um, it's just, I'm not a working out for the entire two hours. Just let everybody know. <laughs> um, but because the rest period between each lift Mm. You have to have at least three to five minutes rest because I do the mix, like I said, between bodybuilding and powerlifting. So you want to be ready for your next heavy lift. So I might say, like, you know, I only do five reps of one exercise. But just that said, it's going to take me 15 minutes, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So I, I go to my max. Um, and I usually I do five days a week um, and take the weekend off, completely off. I'm, I, don't not, I don't do anything on the weekend. Um, I do actually, you know, uh, practice yoga. I'm a yoga instructor as well. Nice. Um, I do my, you know, my, my practicing over the weekend um, just to keep myself um, in, in connect with my body and my soul. Totally. Um, yeah, I'm a huge yeah, lover, yoga lover myself, so I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love yoga. Yoga is kind of... It actually, uh, yoga was one of the reasons or one of the things helped me with my recovery also, mm. the yoga teacher training. Oh, yeah, I believe that. Because you really have to tap into, you know, who you are when you're going through that training. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Do you find that doing yoga helps you then with your bodybuilding and um, powerlifting? Like, do you get oh. more flexibility? Oh, yes, completely. Oh. Um, flexibility, mobility, and also to prevent injuries, mm -hmm. you know, um, because I keep my joints mobile enough, especially for the heavy lifts I do. Um, it's very important. I, I think, like, yoga... I think everybody should do it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. That's where I try to tell people who are, you know, if they're just into lifting, I was like, oh, but yoga really will help your, you know, weightlifting practice because you can get that, you know, range of motion and you might not, you might be able to go deeper in your squat than you thought, you know, just because you haven't worked your hips the way they should be. So it's always, you know, having that blend, I think is something that everyone should do, but it's hard, you know, until they find what yoga practice fits, yeah. you know, what they want to do. 
Yeah, you're right. Uh, and another thing I found was very helpful because I work with a lot of, um, um, you know, with clients, athlete clients, and also um, I worked with the Marine Corps, um, with the Marines for five years. I was training them. And uh, the way for us to introduce yoga was more just doing like a mobility class where we would do yoga, but we would call like mobility class. Oh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> kind of the bait and switch. You're like, you're coming to this, but really you're going to get your yoga. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. So how many bodybuilding shows have you done then throughout the years? Um, I started in 2011. I have done five. Okay. Five, when is, yeah. are you doing, are you practicing for one right now? Yes, I am. I'm in practice right now. My next competition will be October the 15th nice. um, in Virginia. And I'm very excited um, just to, you know, to be out there and just bring you my best. Oh, that's awesome. I will put in the show notes because this this won't come out for um, about a month after that. So I will make sure I write how she does in the show notes. If anyone is like, oh, oh I want to know how she does. <laughs> so I will get that information so you guys can see how Andrea does in her show. So is it just a bodybuilding show you're doing or is it also a powerlifting? The po right now, because I'm, I'm training specifically for bodybuilding, um, I'm not doing any powerlifting competition at the moment, but I'm definitely next year that's one of my uh on my bucket list to do one here in the states i've never done one in the state side okay i have done in japan uh i have done two in japan and also i did a two strong man competitions oh wow <laughs> just like yeah. to do those things <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's hardcore <laughs> <laughs> oh, so then what is kind of your motivation for keep wanting to do like the bodybuilding shows? Uh, for me, it's about like seeing how much I grow uh, internally, actually, um, because even you're working in your physique every single day, you know, um, you are learning so much about yourself how much to, because every day is a single battle, you know, your body's tired, but you have to be very mentally strong and you have to love yourself in order to do that. So I think that's what keeps me going, you know, just the fact that um, I, I'm work towards my, my inner strength. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, the battle, I'm sure it's a mental battle, especially being out there and, you know, to get in the gym for, you know, two hours, five days a week, that's definitely a grind. And I'm sure how many weeks do you have at that rate? Are you going um, for like 12 weeks at that rate or how far out do you start, you know, planning? I keep myself, um, I, I, I don't, I, off season, I try to keep myself, you know, as lean as possible. So when it's time to get ready for a show, I don't have to be, I don't have to start until like maybe six weeks, six weeks out or okay. eight weeks out, you know? So I try to keep myself very fit and, uh, that range of the weight I want to be, uh, so I don't have to work extra hard at the very end but um yes it's it's very it's very difficult but i think once you get because it's been so many years now 
once you get into that lifestyle, um, you know, eating the right foods or, you know, um, be more conscious about your choices, it's much, much easier for anyone, actually, you know, especially if someone is in a transition from, um, to get into a better eating uh, habit. In the beginning, it's always hard to make that little, you know, change, but once you start having that habit, um, everything is just becomes a second nature for us. Totally. Yeah. The habits are, I mean, key to making those, you know, making those changes and making that happen. And, you know, the more disciplined you are in the beginning, then the more it just becomes easier as you've done it now, you know, for what, five years. So that's, you know, pretty awesome. And for people, I didn't even, I should have asked you this earlier, but for people who don't know what a bodybuilding show and a powerlifting event is, can you briefly describe um, what each are and how they are different? Yes, uh, so bodybuilding is, you know, you are on stage, just you are, um, you're, the training itself, you're training each body part to develop that body part. Uh, I'm a figure competitor, so they're looking for, um, uh, for the V-shape or V-tape of your body, so they want a broader shoulders, they want a narrow uh, waist, and, uh, you know, uh, narrow hips. Um, so you have to work extra hard your upper body in order to present yourself. And then you're presenting yourself on stage with a bikini, you know, and tan. <laughs> um, and then you have to do your uh, mandatory poses on stage. Okay. Uh, for powerlifting, we only have, you train specific for powerlifting, which is our three main lifts, which is our squat uh, chest press or bench press and uh, the deadlift. Okay. So you want to go for your max. You have three attempts in each um, each lift. So squats, you have three attempts, and if you and then you and then the score is your highest uh, lift for the day. That's how you score in your powerlift competition. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I'm not, I've never seen a powerlifting, I don't think, competition that I can think of. I've seen the bodybuilding shows, you know, that where people might be more familiar with that, like on ESPN, they might have those airing, um, and people might have seen the Arnold Classic and stuff like that. Powerlifting, though, I'm not sure if that's, is that on TV ever, or broadcasting? Uh, I don't, no, only the Arnold, I think. Okay. The uh, live screen, but... Other than that, they have a lot of local shows, national shows. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty much the all day long because you have so many competitors. And uh, we always start with the um, with squats. So we do our squats. So all the competitors, you know, they do their squats. And we have all the classes. It's by weight class. Okay. Bodybuilding is not a weight class, not in figure. We okay. are, it's high class. Um, so you have to be in that weight class, uh, for powerlifting. And then, uh, the second, uh, lift is your bench. And then the third is your deadlift. Yeah. Very cool. So if anyone's looking to start maybe a powerlifting competition, what advice would you have for them? My advice is to find a good coach first. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and start, you know, uh, 
you have to have some sort of background in at least working out. Mm-hmm. You know, you, don't, you just don't want to jump in and say, hey, I want to do a powerlift competition, you know, and give yourself at least, I would say, 12 weeks. Okay. You know, to prep for a powerlifting competition. Um, it's very demanding in your body. Especially because when you're training for powerlifting, definitely you have to dedicate a lot of time for training. And then that's when, like, I'm in the gym maybe for three, four hours, mm. you know. Wow. Um, yes. <laughs> it's it's very, it's not every day, though. You, When I'm training for powerlifting, I only work, I do uh, four weeks, at, uh, four times a week. Okay. Uh, versus power, uh, bodybuilding where I'm five, five, you know, five times a week. Do you have a preference then? Do you prefer bodybuilding or powerlifting? That's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> I love both. Uh, I actually, I think I do love more powerlifting because powerlifting, I feel so much, like, I feel very, very strong. Mm. The days I can lift, you know, I go when I hit a new PR or that just makes me feel powerful and in power. Um, I think that's, yeah, but I love both, you know. Yeah, kind of whatever season of life you feel like doing. (laughs) Yeah, yes. They complement each other. Like, you know, definitely. That's awesome. So, um, you know, kind of coming back then, since, you know, lifting and yoga, all of that played a huge part in helping you with your eating disorder. Were there any books that you read? And I know we talked briefly before and you, you know, were interested in more audiobooks. So were there anything that really helped you kind of also supplement your recovery? Yes. Um, actually, was one of the books that helped me was The Four Agreements by uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. I don't know if a lot of people know. Um, That book actually helped me a lot. Um, I love, like, yeah, I love audiobooks. Um, In, 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 on top of my mind, that was the one, like, in The Secret. Mm. The Secret was, like, for me, was an eye-opener. I love that book. Um, yeah, those are, but I think for me, it's more like, uh, it's not a, just books itself, but the personal, like meditation, which ha- helped me a lot too. Mm. Do you do like a guided meditation then? Or did you do just kind of sitting with your thoughts? No, I do guide it. Do you? I do. Sometimes I do just sit in, you know, quiet with my thoughts I like to write every day mm. in the morning I do my morning pages um, I wake up first thing in the morning I have my my diary my journal right beside my my nightstand and uh, first thing I do is just write my thoughts mm. first thing in the morning but I do a lot of guided meditation and uh, I really lo- like uh, G-pop Chopra? Yeah. Guided meditations. Um, I purchased it like the 21 days. I have a, quite a few of those in mm. my on my iPod. So I can just, you know, every day in the morning I can do like 10, 
15 minutes of guided meditation. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So how do you help other people then kind of live a healthy and fit lifestyle? I actually, I do, uh, um, uh, I'm a nutrition coach and, um, I do a lot of like a workshops and I do also, um, uh, online groups, Facebook, uh, private group, groups where, you know, I share a lot of, um, nutrition tips. I do share recipes. I do share, um, you know, um, tips for eating healthy or, you know, um, yeah, those type of things. Yeah, no, that sounds cool. And is that group, is that um, free or is that a... I have one, it's free. I have actually, I have my page. Um, I have a, and then I have another one that's private, but you can always just request and then I can just accept. Perfect, because I think um, I have that for the show notes if people are interested in joining the group. Yeah. And then what are like healthy eating tips that you have for people? Is there anything that you kind of have a go-to? Cause I know a lot of my listeners are, you know, busy on the go women, but I mean, you know, you have to meal prep being in both bodybuilding and, um, powerlifting shows. So how, what is something that you can kind of, what's a takeaway for people? Well, I always, uh, my go-to like uh, eating snacks would be, um, I don't know if a lot of people out there has like food sensitive sensitive mm. or they are food sensitive um because i am mm. um so for me it's very difficult to find like a healthy snack that's not gonna you know trigger my symptoms mm-hmm. um so i always i love making my own um pancakes <laughs> oh yeah i can show you i can send you like a the recipe and okay. you can put it show notes yeah <laughs> um uh, I do a healthy uh, pancakes. I do. I make them way ahead of the time, so I just put in the fridge. You know that's for, and then I just grab and go. Um, overnight oats. I always uh, tell my my clients. You know, uh, it's an easy, quick snack uh, or breakfast option. You just you know, uh, in the mornings ready for you. Also rice cakes with peanut butter. That's a great, uh, like a pre-workout, post-workout meal or only-go meal. Uh, some bars, like a uh, protein bars, um, those things are very helpful if you are prepping for a competition or even if you are just trying to, you know, to eat a little bit healthier. But my, I guess my advice would be go more towards like whole foods. Mm-hmm. versus processed foods mm-hmm. you know um i'm a big big advocate of um eating whole foods totally yeah me uh, as well because uh, a lot of those bars they can have hidden ingredients or hidden sugars and yes i teach a lot of my clients how to read food labels mm-hmm. uh to be careful to be very very aware of you know the ingredients if it has more than five you should stay away. If you have words you cannot pronounce, you should be away. Um, because we definitely we don't know what that's going to do to our bodies over time. Totally. You know, having one here and there might not be harmful. But over the years, you know, that's going to pile in your system. And that's probably would do something not so good for your body, for sure. Totally. 
Mm-hmm. So where is kind of the best spot for people to connect with you at? Like, where do you like to hang out? Um, I love Facebook. Okay. Um, Facebook is my to-go place. Um, yeah. I'm very new to the Instagram, so I just created a new account uh, maybe two, three months ago, so you can find me on Instagram as well. Um, yeah, those are the two places you will find me for sure. And I'm, no, I'm working to create my own uh, website right now. So and that will be another place. Nice. I love it. And that's where I actually found her was through um, some of the groups that we're on on Facebook. And then I, w- I found her Instagram page, so inspirational, um, that I had to have her on the show just so she can talk about everything that she's doing. Oh, thank you. So I always like to ask people, since this is the Peaceful Power podcast, what does peaceful power mean to you? Peaceful power. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> this is... I think it's love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, love yourself for me is my peaceful, my peaceful power. Because um, if you, you know, if you start comparing yourself or you know being so worried about your your appearance. Um, and uh, you know your self-image. It's it's you're never gonna be happy. But once you start focusing in your inner strength, you know, um, and start believing in your uh, abilities to to do the things you you truly love, you know, to live the life you you want to live. And that's when you start become so empowered and powerful. Yes, that is great. I love that. Yeah, it's all about loving yourself and oh, finding your peaceful power. That's great. Yeah. So my last question for you, um, I always like to end with kind of a weekly challenge for the listeners. And so when I have guests, I have you guys do kind of a challenge. So is there any challenge you want to challenge the listeners with to try to do this upcoming week? I guess... Um, this is okay. I think it's your practice self love. Mm, that's a good one. Every day. What about that? That's a you good know, one. Do something for yourself, even if it has to be only five minutes. Yeah. You know, have a nice cup cup of coffee if that makes you happy, um, or you know, go buy a new lipstick. I don't know. Yeah. No. <laughs> I love it. Um, practicing self-love yes that would be my challenge because we we living in a super busy life you know and uh, we forget those things to take care of ourselves love it that's great that's a great one we can always use more self-love in our lives so that's great yeah well, I want to thank you so much for being on today, Andrea. And this was her first um, podcast interview. So I thought she did great. And then um, I cannot thank wait you. to hear what everyone says. But I thought you did awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much again. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. If you're looking to spread more peaceful power in your life, head on over to sapphiretraining.com, spelled S-A, the word fire, training. 
www.peacefulpowerpodcast.com for more information about how to spread your peaceful power, as well as if you want a free resource guide on to working out for your body types, that is at the top of our homepage. So go on out there and spread your peaceful power.